Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. And Jason. So we're going to talk about uh, two things today. Uh, I want to start with Justin Bieber. Uh, He has canceled the remaining part of his uh, world tour. Um, This is the Justice World Tour. He's canceled in a bunch of countries. Um, This is interesting to me, and I'll tell you why. And it has to do with the dinner that I had on Sunday night. Mm. So... Justin has really been through it, and he has been having a lot of mental struggles, physical issues. Remember, he had a partially paralyzed face. He had this syndrome that— This is the same tour that's been canceled a few times. First by the pandemic, then because he had the partial paralysis in his face. And then he had COVID himself, and and so it's been dogged. But now uh, he has has pulled the plug. And this is in Australia, Europe. It's a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So— you know, Justin has canceled a tour prior to this as well. Right? Remember, right in the middle. So the my gut here is is Justin Bieber is not going to tour again this way, because it is exhausting, it is difficult, and this brings me to my dinner. Hmm. So, do you remember? Gosh, like eight years ago, um, a student from Yale invited me to go out there and speak. I do, and. Um, I had uh, dinner with the woman who uh, invited me, who is now a lawyer in the music industry. And she um, spent a lot of time talking to me about the way she practices law. She says that there is a moral side, and this to me is a real Gen Z thing, Mm. um, and not in a bad way, um, that she, she really feels that there is a moral component to representing very young artists in the music business. And she wasn't pointing to anybody in particular, but generally that a lot of these very young stars um, who blow up and make huge amounts of money, um, that they are just treated like chattel. And the record industry, in all parts of the record industry, they just say, go, 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 because they have limited shelf lives. And while they're young and while they're popular, you they want the the industry wants to make as much money as they possibly can, and it is often to the detriment of the artist to the point where they have breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can have physical breakdowns, mental breakdowns, or both. And this person is telling me that she will make this a centerpiece of the way she represents people. It's almost part lawyer, part therapist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she counsels them, she advises them, she listens to them, and she feels very strongly that somebody needs to put the brakes on the music industry. This is not a new phenomenon. I mean, this is going on back, you know, with Judy Garland, you know, oh, many, put, many push, years. pushing young stars to do uh, outrageous amounts of work. And yeah. even giving them, you know, in, in her case, they were giving yeah. them drugs to stay up and because all Because to this. your point, the vast majority of young musicians who do well are really, don't always 
that career doesn't go on forever. So there's a lot of people you got to do it now. Incentivizing them to make as much money as possible, despite the physical and mental tolls it's taking on them. Yeah, and this is a sea change in in legal practice because you know that moral component just didn't yeah. exist, especially in the record industry. Yeah, I mean the record industry is brutal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the idea and, – and look, and part of this is the star's own doing, but they don't know enough. Right. When you take a 16- or 17-year-old kid and all of a sudden they've got fame and money that they want to – they want more and more and more. They want to stay at the top. So, you know, to some extent they will always try, but sometimes the warning signs are there, the flashing red lights are there. And nobody is looking at them. In fact, they're turning a blind eye to them. We, we've seen almost a direct parallel to young athletes um, and, for example, NFL stars who come in at 21 years old, 20 years old, and are making a fortune, and they've never had this kind of money before. And there were there were horror stories in a lot of sports, baseball, basketball, football, the big three, about kids getting this kind of money up front and then doing horrible things with it. And the NFL has been out front, really, on this issue, and they now mandate financial advising, life advising for young kids because they say they saw the same things. Now, the difference there is they're incentivized to keep these young people healthy for as long as possible. The music industry almost seems incentivized it's the and opposite. has been to push them as hard as possible. And the woman you had dinner with seems to be taking a different approach. Now, whether it's financially viable for her, she's obviously successful enough. She's Yale-educated the whole thing. Yeah, but- she, she is, and she's actually gone off on her own. And the clients that she had in the firm she was working at pretty much came with her. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's just a really interest and, and, and her practice is thriving. And I, the way I understand it, a lot of these young stars appreciate it and actually do sit down and talk to her because nobody else will. Yeah. And they want to vent and they want to talk and they feel it. Just nobody listens. She's listening. And what I found really interesting is there are probably other people like her in law practice these days and in other areas. And, you know, we, you know, sometimes I, you know, will go after Gen Z for various things. um, Yeah, you've been an anti-woke kind of person or critical of the woke movements. Yeah. But in this case... I think there's something there. There's real value in what she's doing. It's interesting. Justin Bieber is an outlier because he was so insanely successful, as successful as any artist ever at the age that he was. At twelve. At at twelve. I mean, he's right there with Michael Jackson and a couple others who had this enormous fame. And but what about the artist who's who's doing okay? Is touring? Is getting gigs? But needs to perform. To just to to pay, you know, to, to make ends meet or to get their star established. What about those? It must be much more difficult to say to those kids. I know you're not doing great yet, but you don't like, hey, but we're going to take a long term view. I know at, at 17 or 18, I never would have taken that count. Oh, that wouldn't have been uh, that would have been I would have resisted that kind of counsel. Yeah, but here's the thing. She is a counselor, but she's not a parent. So ultimately, the artist makes his or her own decision, right. but nobody speaks to artists this way. Nobody sits them down and says, do you really want to do it? You seem like you're suffering. You are you are exhibiting yeah. some really troubling yeah. signs and vent to me, talk to me. Yeah. And they can talk and maybe they talk it out and a light bulb goes off and they say, you know what, you're right. Or they say, no, I'm going to do it. She's not going to stop them. She can't stop them. But somebody 
needs to have a voice. But even if she can't stop them, she can't at stop least them. to have somebody that's talking them. to you about these issues, that's and monitoring your mental health, making sure that she's at least putting the the you know the idea in your head that there's another alternative, there's another way is, R- is important. Right, yeah. but again, it's the artist's ultimate decision. Yeah, but. There is no voice, really. I mean, you know, people say there is a voice, and everybody says, yeah, we are paternal, but how many stars have we seen oh, that just get driven it, into the ground? It's, it's incredible. Yeah. You, you, worry, you have to worry about every single young star who comes on the scene. Uh, I mean, Britney Spears, another classic example of someone who clearly was not prepared, either herself or her family, to handle the kind of fame that she had at such a young age. But you can just go down a you list can. of all the you people. Can. Anyway, I thought that was just really an interesting way of practicing law. When I first heard her talk, you know, she she really kind of explained it to me. And at first, I, I got to say, I was a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a really that's sacrifice a bre- money for the good of the health of the individual. It doesn't usually happen. And I don't even right. know that she's sacrificing money necessarily because well, the she's artists still, are right. Well, the artists are. Yeah, right, right. But you know, there's also a balance, and you know, this mm-hmm. is something that Gen Z cares about and listens yeah. to, and others don't. And I just found that really interesting. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, I want to move on to something we talked about on Monday because now... Uh, the heat is on, uh, that there are really angry people out there who have been accused of racism, xenophobia, for daring to say during the pandemic that they believed or they wanted to entertain the notion that COVID came from a lab and not a a market on the street. Um, John Stewart, um, who is a very liberal guy Mm -hmm. um, and a very smart guy, Mm -hmm. uh, John Stewart tried to raise this issue. He was beaten down and he just launched yesterday. It's not about certainty or the the larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that are within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and litmus testing each other for uh, our political allegiances as it arose from that. My, my bigger problem with, with that was I thought it was a pretty good bit that expressed kind of how I felt. And the two things that came out of it were I'm racist against Asian people and how dare I align myself with the alt-right. The part that I don't like about it is the, the absolutes and the dismissive, like, mm-hmm. fuck you, I'm done with you. Well, he's right. I mean, that's exactly what people were saying, that, you know, fuck you, I'm done with you if you dare to raise the issue of the lab. Which, by the way, how is that any, how is that racist 
or or um, xenophobic more so than saying it came from a, a market. I mean, it came from China. Right. Now, the only issue is, did it come from the lab or across the street at the at the wet market? It, it, w- it wouldn't be. The, the, the difficulty John Stewart ran into, and his point is absolutely right, right? Anybody should be entitled to a reasoned opinion. It, it, and and we should respect that and actually give it some quarter. And if it turns out not to be right, it's not to be right. But what the difficulty John Stewart ran into is that the first people to come out and to uh, say the lab leak, to pro- profess the lab leak theory, were alt right, hardcore, more racist. So, th- so then what we then are allowing is for them to completely co opt conversation, which is ridiculous. It, it, it's ridiculous. Ridic- it is ridiculous. And and by the way. I, I will say this because look, scientists did a, a really good job on a level w- dealing with COVID. They also made a lot of mistakes and put out bad information, information they believed was true at the time, but came out. And I got to say, just as somebody who was watching this all the time, it didn't come out where they were saying, our best guess is that you don't get COVID if you get the shot. It was, you won't get COVID if you get the shot. Now, that's not true, and it may be what they thought at the time, but I don't think it was couched in those words, and it felt more absolute. And, you know, I think now when you take it to this level, to, you know, where did it come from? You know, now the FBI, the Energy Department, they're saying likely that it came from this. And, I, I do want to hit that point just real quick. The FBI just, came out just so really we're, strongly Just yesterday. so we're clear. With not, the not, low, not, not low level in the FBI. Yeah. The director of the FBI came out yesterday and squarely said, we not only believe now, but we have believed for a long time yeah. that it is likely yeah. that this came from the lab, I, not not low level of confidence. I, I thought the Department of Energy statement was weird. They said it's a low level right. of confidence that it's likely. That and makes I don't no even sense. Know what that means. That makes no sense. I, it's it is really important point. I, I think the the scientists, the 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 Fauci's of the world, and those people that are working in the administration, they had two parallel interests. Number one were to articulate what they thought the science was. And to your point, they never said, well, we think, but we could be wrong, because of the second interest, which is to get people vaccinated. And they realized that if they couched it as, well, we're not, we could be wrong, but we think we're right, that it would have cut down the vaccinations by a lot. And let me finish this point. I think you're right. And and let me finish the point. The point is on the vaccinations, there are lots of things around the margins, but I keep going back to it. Because the vaccination, because we invested billions, I don't even know, hundreds of billions of dollars in developing the vaccine, and because of the policy statements issued by the Biden administration in the initial years and by Fauci even during the Trump administration, we got a vaccine quickly and it saved millions of lives. And I don't want to lose sight of that in all the talk about it. we need to hear both sides. We should have been more measured. We saved millions and millions of lives because of the ta- tactics that we took. Well... Worldwide, yes. But I will say this, that Dr. Fauci, who I really respect and have respected him since the AIDS epidemic because he did something heroic back then, which we you know, don't have time right. to get into, but he did. So I've been a huge fan of his. But if he, you know, he has always said we follow the science. We are not here to push a point of view. We follow the science. If you overstate, if you sound absolute that you will not get COVID, uh, you know they were they flip flopped on masks. It's not just the vaccine, but look, masks is purely political. They they said that. Right? Well, they went back and forth yeah, yeah. on the mask. It doesn't do good. It does good. You can wear yeah. a cloth mask. You can't wear a cloth. They they went back and forth. 
And, you know, again, they were using the best knowledge they had at the time, but I think it was overstated as an absolute. And to your point, it was stated as an absolute about the vaccine. And yes, they wanted to prod people into getting it, which was a good thing. But the downside to that, that is going to linger for many, many years, is now that we've seen a body of work that everybody followed in science. We've never followed anything in science like we followed sure, COVID because sure. we were locked in. Yeah. That's all we cared about. Yeah. That's all we watched. And now all of a sudden, everybody knows that they were out over their skis on some of this stuff. So ne the next thing that happens, people are going to start doubting and questioning. And I think that's the long-term danger of overstating something for the good of the people because you have a byproduct that is going to create more danger down the road. I, I can't disagree with the, the general point. I, I, I would say that I think that those doubts were going to seep in anyways. There's been so much traction, and not because of anything that the Fauci's of the world did, so much traction in the right, this anti-government, anti... I mean, there are people that, that, that make ridiculous statements about uh, you, you know, just sci scientists are always wrong, right? It, medical science is always wrong to some degree. They're and wrong many times. We have to allow that. Right. But I'm not, listen, I'm not saying don't but, say but it. But I don't think they put it. Uh, yeah, they uh, did. They said you no, wouldn't get. Uh, no, every no, I'm not saying that they, that they, they, they should necessarily, I mean, they have to go with what they believe is true. Now, the mask things, they didn't believe that. What they've said is that they initially told people that masks weren't important because there was going to be a run on masks and they needed to uh, to maintain the supply for first responders and hospital staff. Right. So they acknowledge we sort of maybe fibbed to the American people because it was in, in our everybody's best interest. All right. So then they come around on masks. Now there are people doubting the masks, but statistically the masks sort of stand up. I'm just saying that. If we have two choices, which is one, to believe what scientists tell us, and the other is to question everything that scientists tell us, we're better off in the first camp. We just are. We, we just, we can't deny that there are naysayers about everything. I guarantee Jonas Salk was pelted with criticism. I understand that, criticism. But, but at the same time, Jason, there is a, you know, scientists are all well-meaning, but people ended up using thalidomide, okay? Yes. And there are a lot of things that they get wrong. Yeah. And I think if they're transparent about it, I think it's more palatable to people if they think they're not telling us the truth because then it plays into the alt-right. But but for every thalidomide, which was a, 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 what, a, a menstrual uh, drug given to women that ended up causing horrible birth defects, for every thalidomide, there are a thousand yeah. drugs who have improved the lives. That's if right. All, if we couched all of those, well, well, it may end up killing so, you, so we're not quite sure so nobody's if you gonna do, take them. So, well, they, they have these warnings on all these drugs. Nobody on, pays attention to those things. But they right, have right. to. I, I got you. So I what I'm you. saying, if they don't pay attention to that, if if the if they came out and said, look, here's the thing about this vaccine. We know that your chances of dying or getting seriously ill are drastically lower if you get this vaccine. I want to hear that. And that I've had four vaccines. Right. So, you know. And they said that. And that and they said that. Yeah. But you could leave it at that. But you they didn't know. No, but they but yeah. they didn't know. So you say we don't necessarily know. When you don't know, you don't say you're not going to get COVID <laughs> if you get a vaccine. They didn't know. They they were they'd seem and, and I, I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I think that they felt as certain about the lack of transmission that the vaccine would would allow uh, reduce reduction of transmission as they were about the reduction of death. And they came out and said both things equally. It reduces transmission. Well, they were saying, I, I, I got to tell you, you and I were talking about this. Yeah. And as they were saying, you don't get COVID, 
I was running into people or talking to them on the phone and they said, I got COVID, I got COVID, I got COVID. And I'm listening to this and saying, is this, are these all just one-offs? Because I was yeah. hearing people telling me, yeah. yeah, I got vaccinated and I got COVID. Yeah. And I got vaccinated and I got COVID. Right. So, you uh, know, so. We've all gotten vaccinated and now have I know, but yeah. they were still with this narrative and I'm looking around saying, why are all these people I know getting COVID? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not at all saying mistakes weren't made. I'm not at all saying I'm just talking about, saying. I'm just saying that, you know, it, it all kind of feeds into the same thing. That you've got, you know, you, you've got people saying things so definitively that you can't have this discussion. Right. I mean, the right. idea that you couldn't talk about this lab theory because you were xenophobic or I mean, everything is phobic in this damn world. You know, you you disagree with the party line and you're phobic, you're racist, right. you're this, you're that. No, you're not. Not always. There are times when you can reasonably disagree. Yeah. And and you know what? You're xenophobic, you're racist, you're anti you're you're not patriotic, you're phobic, you're stupid, phobic, 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 whatever phobic. it is. Yeah, right. it's like, no, I just disagree with you on something. You can you can want to protect a, a group of people and still have a different point of view than others do about those. Only, but, but we run into a wall, right? We went into a wall with somebody who says, look, I only think that 100,000 people were killed in the Holocaust. I think it's been made up. I understand. No, I understand that. No, but but what do you say to that person? Don't don't be an absolutist, Harvey. You're telling me not to be an absolutist. I don't actually don't think the Holocaust happened. I don't. I don't. By the way, by the way, I absolutely think the Holocaust happened. Devil's advocating. Devil's advocating. But but what do you say to that? There are people you can reach. There are people you can reach. But the John Stewarts and the Bill Mars, they're people who who want to reach you. And at least listen to them. Don't shout them down. Don't call them phobic. Don't call them right. racist. Listen to them. These are smart, educated people who just simply have a point of view. These are not and, and, zealots or whatever. And yeah. they may be right. And they may be right. We'll see you tomorrow.